Nachman, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely, been looking forward to our conversation. I know we're just talking offline as we're kind of hitting our stride, but let's dive right into it. Can you tell us your one word open that you want to start this off with? Uh, I want it to be interesting. <laughs> I love it. So with that said, take the next few minutes. Tell us about your business. Tell us how you got started um, and how long ago you started and where you are at today and what are the future plans for you? Go ahead. Mm-hmm. So the company that we run now is called ConnectBooks and ConnectBooks is basically an accounting integration platform for e-commerce sellers um, since COVID. And we have actually been in business before COVID. Um, you know, e-commerce is something that's really going on to the next level. And everybody, whether you have a brick and mortar, whatever you want to do, you always want to make sure that you know how well your business is doing. And you want to make sure that you're, you're, you understand what your business is doing at any given time. So what our software does, it's an e-commerce integration platform, which we help you understand your profitability, your accounting, your numbers. And there's a lot to talk about it, a lot of interesting stories. And, you know, we can sit on this for hours. But in, in, in a nutshell, this is what the software is focused on, to understand understanding the dynamics of your business from an accounting point. So in terms of that, you know, we started this company four years ago, uh, like three and a half, four years ago. And we started this, I mean, the, the way I got into all this is really like a real long story on, on, on that end. Very interesting. My my first job as a my first job really was I I used to I used to be actually a cab driver, and when I was a cab driver, um, that was because I couldn't find any other job, and at that point came in this idea to my head that I was thinking like what I can do, so I thought of doing I I decided I'm going to go for accounting because at that point that seemed feasible and you know I had the school that I wanted to attend I had the you know the college and I had all the all the other stuff worked out so I attended school and at the same time. Um, I had to leave the, the, I actually got promoted in the cap company to be the manager at some point. And then as in school, um, the two of them were very complicated, very hard to be a manager of a, a cab business because it's a business that opens eight in the morning and closes at 10 They're open every single day. Um, and at the same time, go to school. So at that point, I asked my uncle, like what I should do. And he was like, Nachman, what do you want to be when you be 30? Do you want to be a cab driver, meaning a, a manager of a cab driving company, or do you want to be an accountant? So I told him I'd rather be an accountant. So he's like, then if you can somehow make it work, like go to school and get this all done, then just do it. So at that point, I told my boss, I'm going to go look for a different job. And my boss had a different business. And he's like, hey, you know, if you go into accounting, um, I know you're good and I know you're, you're a good person. So we are actually looking for someone to do bookkeeping in our other business and you would be a perfect fit. So I accepted that other job and that's where I really started my career in bookkeeping. That was almost like nine, nine to 10 years ago. I worked there for like four years and at the same time I completed school. I finished my master's degree and then I wanted to do something on my own. So I originally opened up a bookkeeping company where we focus on small to medium businesses. That was our goal. And we also, we weren't just the regular bookkeepers because a lot of bookkeepers out there and one of the big problems with the bookkeeping is like you just like create this set of books, set a customer peanut balance sheet. I have no clue what's flying, no clue. And you know you can be doing the most amazing job, but if you don't explain to them and you don't talk to them, and they have really nothing from the books other than making sure they're filing their taxes on time. 
So our goal was to kind of help people understand our books on a month in, month out. And we, our pitch was, listen, do give us to do your full bookkeeping. We'll include like a CFO service at the end of the month where we'll explain to you the ups and downs in the business. So that was very catchy for business owners because they're like, you know, we really have no, even if we were to hire an house bookkeeper, we wouldn't even know if they're doing it right or wrong. We wouldn't even know what's going on like because we have no clue. We're very good at selling kitchens. We're very good at, you know, whatever, you know, at selling them um, food products, whatever they were doing, you know, they were very good at, at, that, at that industry. So we kind of kicked, I kind of started off that business and busy doing, going around all the time doing sales and, you know, trying to find people. And, and then like, I would say like around six, seven months into the business, I met an Amazon seller and he was telling me that he has, there's a partner in the business and they want to, they wanted to sell. Uh, I mean, not to sell, there was a, Mr. A, Mr. B. So Mr. B said, I'm buying out Mr. A. Now, Mr. They were in Amazon. There's two types of businesses. We have private label people bringing their own brand, and then these resellers. They just sell like other people's products. So this is a private label company, and they only had like ten products, but they were selling a lot of each. And Mr. A was only a partner in three out of the ten products. So it wasn't like you were able to say, okay, the business made last year a million dollars. Let's just split it in half, and I'll give you some side, some sort of multiple on that. He was like, I need to know how much money each product made. And then from those three products that he's a partner with, let's see how well they performed over the last couple of years. And based on that, you know, I'll do some buyout. So I was tasked with that, you know, job. It took me a good couple of months to put together a whole picture. These people had no books, no nothing. Um, and then I took all that and I spent like a good four or five months and I finished up the whole project and I gave it to them. Then I had a friend of mine who was a programmer. And I was like, you know, I was kind of thinking in terms of my bookkeeping company, what I can do to expand the business. And that's when this idea came in that they were saying that in the Amazon space, there isn't really any major good bookkeepers. And I figured that I spent so much time figuring this all out and I really enjoyed it. Um, let me kind of try to automate this process. So for like four to five months that I was working for that Amazon seller, I was doing everything manually. I was going to Amazon, downloading spreadsheets, all different stuff. And kind of putting it into uh, into into Excel sheets and doing all formulas and bringing it to QuickBooks. So I figured if I can take that and put it into a software, I can expand my business way faster because I can offer better pricing um, because it's going to be automated. I can spin it around fast. I can grow faster. I can hire more people in the company because the work that I was doing, I felt was very hard to delegate. But if I have a software that does the heavy lifting, it would be much easier to delegate. So that's where I came with the idea of building the software. And then I started and then I started building it. So I had this programmer and he said he can do it to me. And we kind of, you know, started from there. And then as I was building, I started speaking to Amazon sellers and they were like, you know, this is a very great tool and a very great product and we would love to use it. But they told me that, you know, we're not really interested in giving you the bookkeeping. Like we have bookkeepers in our, in our in in-house and we have CFOs and everything. So they were like, but they can all utilize your tool. So we kind of, I kind of took the approach, and at that point, they were going to make two separate companies. You know, one company that just does the bookkeeping, and then another company that's just the software. And that's really where the idea came. And today, I would say we are servicing over a thousand Amazon sellers. I mean, over a thousand different Amazon sellers are using our software on a day to day basis to kind of understand our numbers. They crunch the numbers, and you know, we also export it to QuickBooks, so they kind of have the PL month by month to kind of understand exactly, you know how how well their business is doing and you know how, how well to see it and then the interesting thing what happened at the end was that the bookkeeping company also took like a little 360 degree turn because 
originally we used to do all different types of all different types of companies. And what happened what happened was at some point that we that what happened was at some point we started getting a lot of business through ConnectBooks. So the ConnectBooks we built that as a you know it was a software. So we went to trade shows, we started marketing and all over going around. So people were saying um people call us in like you know oh we know you also do you also do bookkeeping we're like yeah so now our bookkeeping company is is focused only on Amazon. So we only do bookkeeping for Amazon, eBay, you know, meaning for any e-commerce stores. And um, if they want, you know, I'm saying, so when somebody calls the connectors, they can either have like a software standalone package, or we can give them a full package where we do the bookkeeping, everything else. And we are the experts when it comes to e-commerce. And, you know, we kind of have the software work in it and we do all along with that. So wow, that's kind of where hmm? yeah wow what a remarkable story I, I, um, that was really awesome what a what a quite a ride yeah it's it quite it, it saves the life of an entrepreneur is being on the roller coaster you get the ups you get the downs you kind of rolling all the time absolutely absolutely now with that said can you tell us you know tell us about an example of the biggest impact you made for somebody that you're very proud of. You can keep the name of the client out of the picture, but just tell us like, what was the client they started working with? Tell us what was their life before they started work, working with you? Like what was their pain points? And then how did you you know resolve that? And then what was their life like after working with you? Sure. So one of the clients we started working early on, um, like the first thing was, um, you know, like what happened, what happened with their company was they were very big, you know, they, so this, this actually, they weren't like people who were just starting out. There's three partners in the business. One partner used to have, um, two partners had, have real estate. So these people had a lot of money. And then a third partner was coming from a certain, from the, from a toy industry where he had a different business that he sold. So he had basically three successful business people getting together and forming an Amazon business. So, it was a lot of cash, you know, to fund the business. And, you know, they started, they kicked it off the right way. They went big right away. And they had, a, they have, you know, they right away started hiring employees and moving stuff. And then after the first year, I would say they probably closed for sure around 5 million in sales, if not more. I don't, I don't recall the number of habits, for sure 5 million. And they're no clue what's flying. Um, the reason why I have no clue what's flying, and they try sometimes to explain this to people, like if you go into Home Depot, Home Depot is a huge chain store. Let's even, let me say a different store like Costco, right? They sell a lot of like groceries. So they move a lot of quantities, but you have a register process. Meaning to say, when I go into Costco and I fill up my wagon, I got to go to the register and somebody that checks me out and they ring through everything through the machine and the system deducts inventory, you know, for my sales. So in terms of doing the bookkeeping, that software that Costco uses for the register I assume integrates some sort of accounting ERP system, which brings out, you know, the sales and the cost of the inventory and all that. In terms of Amazon, basically what's happening is um, you, you, let's say you want to do FBA, right? So this is where most people do. FBA is a form of Amazon. So you go, you ship into Amazon, let's say 10 pallets of goods. Now you're not in control of the register. There's no register by Amazon. So who's the register? Amazon themselves. So you go on the website, let's say as a consumer, and you purchase something, you check out, you pay for it. Um, then the goods go, they get delivered to you. So as a seller, all you know is that you see 
or more like when you log into your Amazon account, you see, okay, now there is a, Amazon pays you once every two weeks. So let's say once every two weeks, you get like $200,000. So what happens is you see, oh, now I have 150,000 available to my next deposit. And you see it goes up and up and up. But the, there's no like real process to kind of account what sells. The only way to do it is actually at the end of the end of the two weeks and Amazon gives you your money is to kind of go in and pull all different type of reports and figure out what's going on. So that's really where I find it gets a lot of hard because I'm always trying to think like, you know, what are all the big stores? Do? The answer is most stores have like a process, like how they run, like they have a register, they have a system and, and kind of with the e-com, you know, you know, the e-com bust and all that, it's, you have to really go into all these websites and figure out how they report transactions and download all that information and then decipher it. So this, these guys were completely clueless in terms of like pulling stuff from Amazon. I mean, they knew what they're doing. They knew their sales, but they had no clue if they're making money, not making money. Um, and it's very hard when you're pushing five to $10 million a year in sales to you're talking, let's say you're happy. It's a lot of transactions to kind of understand what's going on. So I started working with them and we set them up a set of books and what happened was at that point, I showed them after the first year, I showed them that they basically made no money. And, but the good thing about it was, and this is really where our software and kind of even my book company in general, this is what I always focus on is clarity. And we want to make sure that when we give somebody the books, we don't just like dump it over to them. Even in our software company, where we don't do the books. If they'll call and ask any question, we'll be there to answer them. We want to make sure that they really understand the numbers and they understand the, the profit margins of what's going on. So the books were clear enough to explain to the client where the losses were. And they kind of picked up on that pretty fast. Um, it had to do the way they did certain purchases. It wasn't like overhead because overhead is simple. You know, you fire five employees. It was the way they did certain purchases and the way we value inventory and we value cost of goods sold, which is com complicated when you're running these huge numbers. And what we did was is we kind of went through all that. And the year later, they made over a million dollars profit. I think in the last year, they booked like five or six million dollars in profit. And I think they're at the point where they're actually considering now selling their Amazon business. And I think they have an offer for like 25 million. So I would say three years ago when I started with them, I, I helped them understand where they're making money. And I explained to them where the problem was. And then when they understood that, they fixed the issue and they ran with it. And now they're up to selling their business for like 25 million. Wow, that's such an amazing case study. I, I know the listeners will get a lot of value out of that because you kind of created some possibility for them that they didn't know that existed, right? It's all about the, the work that you did together with them and stuff like that. That's really cool. So tell us what's next for you. What's, what are you up to that's revolutionary, that's coming up, that you're proud of, uh, you know, if you want to share with everybody, like what are you working on next? Yeah, so one of the things is, I mean, it got recently like very hot in the market. Um, we would say is that people try to sell a business these days, especially e-commerce business. It used to not be a thing to sell an Amazon business. People people never even legitimized an Amazon business like three years ago. Like, yeah, Amazon could just shut you down. Like that was like always like to say, if you tell somebody like you're an Amazon. Um, but these days you have these aggregators, these roll-up companies that you like roll up 200 Amazon businesses. Uh, I would say I think around like 200 Amazon aggregators out there. 
buying all the Amazon FBA businesses. And the real good thing about Amazon FBA business is that it just could scale, meaning to say when, you know, all you got to do is source products and you send it in and they take care of the rest. You don't have to hire warehouse workers, employees, all like that. So that's where we get, it became valuable and these aggregators are buying it off. Now, in terms of that, when it comes to sell your business, one of the things which is super important is your books, because whatever you deal you're going to make with them, you're going to get some sort of multiple. Multiple means to say, um, Amazon businesses usually work on EBITDA. EBITDA is, any, is earnings before interest, amortization, and taxes. And if your EBITDA, let's say, is $5 million and they give you a 4X multiple, that means to say you can sell for $20 million. Now, the problem is, let's take a smaller case where it's more likely. Let's say your business that does $5 million in sales a year on Amazon um, and your EBITDA is, let's say, around a million dollars. Now, that million, if I can show you that that million is not a million, if that million is really 1.4, what ends up happening is, and let's say you're getting a 4X. So from a million dollars, you would get 4 million. If really your profit is 1.4, then from instead of 4 million, you would be getting you know 5.6. It's an additional million, 1.6 million you're leaving on the table. Um, which is super important, um, meaning unless you just don't care about the money, but I'm saying if you want to sell it's super, what's super important is to know the profit margins properly and to make sure you have your EBITDA numbers worked out. And one of the biggest problems, which a lot of people are facing now is kind of shipping. So, you know, shipping has gotten a lot easier now. It's gone down a lot in price, but over the last year, shipping has been drastically high and, it's been very expensive. And what people want to do is they want to make sure that they, they, they have the shipping broken down for products. So let's say, for example, you spend a million dollars a year on shipping. Um, and let's say that brought in X amount of products. But let's say the amount of products you brought in last year, you still half of that you have in hand as of year end. So if you say that million dollars that you spent on shipping is really an expense for the business, then the business you know, had an expense of a million dollars. If you say that shipping is not really an expense, it's really part of the inventory, right? So let's say if I buy something from China, it costs me 10 bucks, but I pay 10 bucks shipping, I can say the product costs me $20, right? Not 10, because I have to pay $10 to bring it here. So you can say that that shipping should be part of your inventory. So if it's part of your inventory, that million dollar expense also becomes part of inventory and it gets expense only when the product was sold. So if you only sold half that inventory, then your expenses would only be a half a million. So you would have additional half a million dollars more in revenue. Um, not re I mean, a profit. So that additional half a million dollars in profit um, would, would increase your multiple, um, you know, times four. So that's super important that you do that. And a lot of sellers have had, like very hard times calculating that properly properly and i am speak to sellers every week i mean we have a sales team that does the sales for regular connectbooks but always have like people like reach out to me oh this and this guy told me like you can help me and i'm like well you need to make sure you're doing these stuff properly because otherwise you're underestimating your profit margins and if you're underestimating your profit margins you're leaving money on the table so it's it's a very time-consuming process to take the shipping, split it up, because you also want to make sure that you ship, you're splitting the shipping pro properly. Like, let's say, example, if I bring in iPhones and office chairs in one container, 
you know, the iPhones are worth 12, 1300 bucks a piece. The Office share is worth 40 bucks a piece, but I'm paying much more to ship an Office share than an iPhone. So you have to properly break down the shipping what's it called per cubic base measurement, which you do length times width times height. You want to do it properly. So that's how you allocate the right amount for each product. And we actually built out an automation feature for that. Um, it's an amazing tool. It's actually now on the beta version where we have a couple of customers that have requested this tool and we're actually working with it and testing it out and kind of creating it. But this is something we're going to have afterwards, you know, going out pretty soon and it's going to be available to everybody which would be a, a big you know a big help and it would save a huge amount of time besides the amount of time we save now we're going to be saving like additional 10 to 15 hours a month on your bookkeeping work and especially annoying work that you don't want to do to kind of you know break this all down and to get it in properly that's awesome i wanted to say thank you for bringing forth something that a lot of people don't talk about. So I noticed some solid gems there, what you were talking about, the EBITDA and the multiples and being able to add back in things that people often overlook. So that was a lot of great value. So I appreciate that. Here we are at the end. If you want to take this opportunity to give out your website address, if people want to find out more information, let them know how they can find you. Sure. So if they want to find out more about that, they should go for anything more about us. They should go to our website and connectbooks.com forward slash offer. And we're going to be offering a special promotion for the listeners of this podcast. Um, we're going to give you guys 10% off for the first year. So the first 12 months, you'll get 10% off your monthly invoice from using our software. The coupon code is going to be podcast 10. And the coupon code is um, limited to the first 25 signups. So the first 25 people who sign up in the next like two or three months can receive 10% off of the next 12 months of their billing. Well, we appreciate that. Thank you. And if you could sign us off with a one word close, tell us what that would be and why you're choosing to sign off with this. Well, I would close off is that, you know, if you really want to be successful in business, the main thing is you want to really have clarity and really know what's going on. Um, because you know, I mean, th these other factors in business as well, it's not just clarity. I would say probably my my strongest piece in success was commitment. Um, you know, once you get into something and you're committed to get it going and you're like, there's no way back. I think that's kind of like very strong in business that that can pull you. And I I've seen many times other people like get into businesses and they're not committed and then like they just check out. And if they would have been more committed and worked harder, and sometimes means committed means taking more risk. Like you might have to just pour more money to just get it moving. But if you're really, really committed to something and work and you obviously also have to sell, you have to have a good solution. I mean, your, your business has to be a real need out there, not just something that you dreamt up overnight. So at least if you have a, if you're solving a real problem and you are fully, fully 100% committed and you're working, you're working on it, you should be able to get there. But you also need to have clarity and kind of understand, you know, where you're making money, where you don't make your money. Um, in every business, there's multiple sources of revenue. And you want to make sure that, you know, they say there's the 20-80 rule, that 20% um, 80% of your profit will come to from 20% of your clients. Uh, it's, it's very true in service businesses. And even in that service business, like an inventory business, you could sometimes have 80% of your profit come from 20% of your products. Meaning if you have a product line of 500 products, 
you can have sometimes 80% of your revenue from like only 20 products instead of 500. But you have to kind of understand that. You have to understand what are the cash generating products, where your profit margins is, and where you want to invest, where should you focus on building your business. You want to focus on the right spot to invest, not just throw money in the garbage all the time. And then you just kind of get burnt out and then you just decide like, oh, this doesn't work. Got it. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure being here. Same here.